Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Myth and Mockery, where we just finished up an exciting battle in a cave that was really epic, and we hope you heard it from last time. Here around the table, we've got myself, Andrew Grant, playing as Gray. Jessica Graham, playing as Adaris. Sarah Snyder, playing as Belle. Hi, everybody. I'm Bob Gravel, and I play the man, the myth, the legend, the man that doesn't believe in myths or legends, Ulysses Highwind. and it's chair the dm who's playing every other character we may encounter in this adventure and i have to thank gray for his lovely lovely cave reference which i will elaborate on very very soon but with that welcome back to the world of gilandori the continent of solarian the fallen kingdom of hagodar and the next installment of myth and mockery Cue the theme music. No, I, oh shit, that's not how that works. The theme music. Never mind. It's before. Cold open this time, guys. And with that, we join our four adventurers in the throne room of Hagodar, standing over the corpse of Kurgug. As his body is mottled and gray, Ulysses standing over a crate of goods, bearing his family's crest altered slightly holding a locket towards the goods. Okay, so I think we have some important details that need to be fleshed out here. Um, this is this is me, the player, talking, not Ulysses. Oh, okay, I was going to say, it sure <laughs> does, Ulysses. What the hell? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, so if I remember correctly, uh, I'm just going to recap this for my own self. On the last episode, Ulysses removed a wedding ring on a chain from under his shirt. He was casting detect magic. He was casting detect magic and compared the magic of this wedding band to the magic of these crates and to the magic of a locket on the dragonborn Kyrgog, correct? Correct. And yes. and so we, and so we came to the conclusion that these all have the same magical origin. Yes. Did Ulysses say something? Has he said that Ulysses he knew them? He said at the end something. of last episode and I believe this is a direct quote that he may know who are who the witch is, who this witch nemesis is. I'm sorry, you know who the witch is? You don't even have friends. My goodness, Ulysses, you actually just became interesting. He looks down at the ring. You can tell that this is incredibly, uh, almost disturbing to him. Uh, the, The voices of his comrades kind of almost going in one ear and out the other as he's staring at this, at this thing around his neck. Um, and uh, he, he kind of looks up from under his brow and says, No, you're right. I don't have any friends. And uh, moves, to, uh, moves to inspect the locket a little further. Well, you have at least three. Four if you count up. Whatever that is. Points at the fox. I, I, I was more joking. I was trying to bring some lightness. I didn't mean to... Put a rain cloud over your head. What's with the wedding ring? <laughs> Let's just say I used to be married. Would I be able to investigate the locket? Yeah, roll an investigation check. Belle's gonna give Gray kind of a knowing look at that. Or like, just this could get awkward look. Oh, I was gonna say, Gray's just gonna go shut the doors. Uh, the doors were shut and locked by Ulysses, so. Okay, uh, that's a 14. Y- you're able to uh, look at the locket, the familiarity of it washes over you, 
and you hear a faint little click as it pops open and you spot the familiar portrait of a female figure from your past. Okay, he whips it across the room. <laughs> oh my my goodness. <laughs> the three of you watch as Ulysses just throws it and you hear it slam against one of the bookshelves uh, that make that is lined along the back wall of the throne room. I I'm I'm scared to ask, but you said you used to be married? Yeah. I may not believe in gods, but I definitely believe in demons. Oh my, okay. Well, that um, answers the question of dead or divorced. Or demon? So with that, Gray's going to walk around and have a look at the rest of the room, because he's, <laughs> he's not participating in that one. <laughs> Where are you starting to look, Gray? Uh, is there any, is there like some cool bookshelves around? Or? Yeah, along the back, the side walls and the back wall itself of the throne room, you can you can see from where you're standing right now that there's just a ton of books mate, aligning each of the bookshelves. Oh, so I'm gonna go look for books in the order of anything interesting or pertinent, and then anything that looks valuable. An investigation check as you're making your way there and perusing the books, please. 22. 22. All right. Good job. Uh, you find a large amount of tomes, knowledge, both current knowledge and ancient knowledge. You do find a book, two books actually. One written entirely in Celestial. I do not speak you, Celestial. You do find a second book that's written in some sort of language. Other than that, the books, they're all pretty normal. Oh, I'll take the book on uh, making metals as well. Okay, so yeah, you can add uh, the special book, a second book. Uh, put gold bindings on that one, please, if you do, if you're adding it to your inventory right now. Now, along with the, the other book you wanted. The... As, as he's looking through the books, um, Adaris is going to head over to where the locket was projectiled and... Uh, gracefully kind of bend down and pick it up really slowly with a lot of care and just kind of look at it. As you're looking at it, you can clearly see that one of the small hinges now is now broken from the impact when it hit the wall. You do see a, a face of a, a dark-haired vixen, um, a very beautiful one. Uh, it appears as though this portrait also shows one of agelessness, but... Other than that, it just looks like a pretty much your standard, uh, lovingly loving token given to uh, a companion. I close the locket carefully because of the hinge, and I just um, I feel like it's not the moment to give it back to Ulysses or anything. So she's just gonna kind of hold on to it for now, um, but approach Ulysses and just <laughs> she goes to put her hand on his shoulder but then remembers the incident with the calf touching and his uncomfort, and so then pulls back and instead just says, do, do you want to talk about it, considering she may be here? Is this something we need to worry about? Does she want... Does she have ill feelings towards you? Uh, Ulysses takes a moment. Obviously, he's not the kind of guy to... Obviously, he's not the kind of guy to talk right but seeing as this is a pragmatic situation you can see he's kind of mulling it over in his own mind um and while you're mulling it over and Adars can see that that's happening she just inserts um really calmly 
heartbreak can be something more painful than what we've inflicted on these goblins. But I think this information could keep us alive. So you don't have to go too deep if you don't want to, I understand. But what do we need to know? And she seems very empathetic with you in this moment. He puts his hand out uh, to accept the locket back. I give it back. He says, uh, yeah, I used to be married about a decade ago. Her name is Tamira. And while I was stationed in her province, we found love. Or at least I thought we did. I took her away from this province and deserted my post and deserted my army and I broke my word for a greater word, a vow of love. Because the truth is, is if you don't believe in love in this world, well, what is there to believe in? I took her back to my hometown and that's when she showed her true colors, the true demon inside. She laid waste to my hometown, to my friends, to my family. It left me decimated, burnt, yet alive. This is why I don't like magic. Do you understand now? I get it. I do. That's... I can't even put words to it. Wow. He uh, tucks the tucks the locket uh, into his backpack or pockets or <laughs> whatever he's got. Um, the only thing you need to know is that she is not worth saving. She is not worth talking to. If you have the chance, slit her damn throat. As Gray's just kind of like kind of thumbing through the books, like trying to read like the two books that he's trying to adjust to see what kind of script it is, kind of turns around, duly noted, and continues back to his uh, trying to read what the books are trying to say. Oh, also, Gray, when you're in the back of the room uh, perusing the bookshelves, you do notice that there's a large staircase. Uh, it appears as though it can like have at least four humans walking side by side up the stairs as well as possibly like six dwarfs or so from your estimation. I'll keep, he's going to keep that to himself until the proper moment arises. Belle will kind of be giving Ulysses this like deep thoughtful look which is weird for her and then she'll like stand so she's right in front of him and put her hand on his shoulder look him in the eye and say I will punch a bitch in the face for you. <laughs> and then walk <laughs> off. <laughs> for the first time, for the first time, you see Ulysses smile. <gasps> it's short, and you're not sure. You could see it in his eyes, and most of his beard covers his smile. But it's there. All right, guys. Shall we? So if, if this is what we're expecting beyond this way, and you say that she laid waste to your entire village, which is very sad, and we can go into that some other time, is there any precautions we should be taking? Do you want one of us to lead this one? If she sees you, would that set her off right away? I'm trying to strategize a little bit and come out of the emotions. I, I don't know if she knows I'm alive, and I don't know if she cares to know if I'm alive. So why don't we keep you as kind of our hidden weapon? And if you want the chance for 
whatever you would like to call it, vengeance, revenge, a heartfelt chat, then maybe you could come out of, once we get a kind of bearing on the situation, you can join in at that point instead of leading as you usually do. Uh, he takes a deep breath, almost as if he's going to disagree, but then nods in approval. Maybe pull up that nice uh, hood over your head. Oh, the hat of disguise? <laughs> you do have the hat of disguise. Gray, you've done really well talking to lots of people. How good do you think your skills are at talking to people? She sounds difficult. He's good at almost everything he does. He'll be fine. I have talked to some people on occasion. I'm sure she's completely reasonable, right? He says, looking at <laughs> looking at Ulysses. Uh, he understands that you're negging him. <laughs> And it phases him at zero. He's completely stoic at this point. Okay. Well, maybe we should have a better, maybe have a better look around here, but there's also some stairs in the back to go up. Sounds good. Did you find, I see you're holding books. I got a book on making metals, which I don't know if that's useful now, but it should be interesting to someone. And these other two books, I don't, do I don't, rec do I recognize what the scripts are? Because I actually think I, re I can almost read every script or recognize at least what they are. Uh, you don't recognize either of them. Oh. What do you What do you think? And I'll hand the two over to you, like a kind of like a gold bindings one, and something that looks a little white. I do read. I do speak and read celestial. So, so if a, they're a Darius, you do know the celestial one is written in celestial. So I'll give it to you then. Like, well, this is clearly better with you than with me. Is that the gold binding book or the other no, one? No, the gold binding book. That's a book all of its own. And I don't know the script in that one. Uh, you can make, um, I would say, a history check for that. Ooh. Um, history check is going to be a 13. You have never seen this script or language before in your life. I don't have that one, but I can hold on to the other book. I just do a quick peruse of the title to see if it would be relevant to what we're doing right now. If not, I'll just tuck it away. You are able to tell that this one is more history and geography of conflicts throughout the entire continent of Solarian. Okay. This seems like it's got it's about the history and the and some battles and things, but I don't think it'll help us right now. So I'll read that one later. I'll read about all of the death and massacres before bed, not before a fight. Does Ulysses recognize the uh, metallurgy book? Um, or is this something that he's familiar with as a blacksmith? Yeah, you can make a just a straight intelligence check. That's a 19. You would know it to be a, a metallurgy book pertaining to an unknown ore that is very combustible. Uh, has recently been discovered within the last hundred years of the of the world uh, just prior to the fall of, of this kingdom you also were able to uh, just quickly skim through and see that it'll help you learn ways to better uh, smelt and work with common metals uh, the uncommon metals and descriptions of rare metals. The thing that really does stick out to you though, is this new combustible type of ore that has been discovered. 
table talk time, if I remember correctly, there were some combustible metals happening in Glimmer. Yerp. Lore. Yeah. <laughs> people, people, people are blowing up stuff. Throwback. So I guess we should go deal with this witch, perhaps, and figure out, maybe she can explain to us why, if someone with that much power is just robbing carriages, find out what's going on there. As the four of you... Oh, sorry, Bill. Go ahead. Also, Ulysses, you called her a demon earlier. Are we talking yeah. like, I mean, human type asshole or demon demon? Horns, I forgot that, brimstone. Yeah, I, that, that's right. I forgot that we live in a world of garbage and nonsense and fairies and crap. Uh, no, she's a human being. Possessed by a demon, metaphorically. She probably came from hell. I wouldn't be surprised if she did have horns and a tail. Well, I mean... But as far as I ever saw, she doesn't. I think that was something you noticed in the marital bed, but... You'd think. Um, she's gonna be kind Our of like... life is epic and private. <laughs> I didn't want to know before, but epic and private are the two most compelling adjectives to put together. I have to say, Ulysses... Part of me feels like I shouldn't be surprised by all of this for coming from you. I mean, Mr. My Favorite Flavor is Water? That's a level of bland that can't be real. <laughs> My favorite flavor is whiskey. <laughs> and bacon. Oh my god, <laughs> we are becoming friends. Next you're gonna open up and tell me what your favorite color is. Or is that too personal? Colors are stupid and meaningless. <laughs> um, she's just going to be playing with her coin a bit and at that just flip it up and look and then go, I think we need to go now. Okay. I'm going to stop there for a second. Ulysses wants to investigate the coin. Sure. Bell, do you want to look at your coin freely? Well, no, uh, he watches it flip. Oh, okay. Then make an investigation check, please. Another 19. You catch the glimpses of a symbol of a, of a what you can only perceive as not a ruler, but maybe more of a celestial being as it's flipping through the air. Uh, you don't catch much more so of this, that in this light. Is there something like something on the coin, or something kind of surrounding the coin? Uh, the coin itself looks like a a, a, a golden coin, um, and you do catch the symbol of a of a triangle uh, on each of the rotations. It, it's spinning fast enough through the air, though, that you're only able to catch one side of it. And you're not sure if you're catching the same symbol on both sides or just on the one side because of the the rate of the spin of the coin. Okay, and he keeps that to himself. <clears throat> With that, as Ulysses watches Bell flip her coin, and Bell suggests to go away, uh, to leave, <laughs> or continue on your travels, I suppose, is the better terminology. Uh, the four of you do take stock of the room, noticing that they're mixed amongst the stolen goods. Uh, there is the the specialty crates with the modified high wind symbol on them. Uh, sorry, family crest. Do you notice the stairway stairwell going up 
and then the doors leading back into the kingdom. What would you guys like to do? I do have a question for Ulysses, though. This weird high wind crest, would she have modified the crest? Like, would these shipments have been going to her? Or do you think they were intercepted? Roll a history check, Ulysses, please. 15. You're unsure. Mm-hmm. I would think. Uh, yeah, you're unsure. Yeah, this isn't a crest he's ever seen before, but he could just tell that it's his family's logo modified. But uh, I, I think he, if he would have come to some kind of conjecture, um, uh, if, if this was from my family, this crest would have maintained intact. That's all I know. Fair enough. So yeah, these goods are something we should consider dealing with, but I assume there's too much here for us to carry with us at the moment if they're in crates and barrels and so on. So we may just have to leave it for now, but be mindful to come back later and take these with us. Is there the only two ways out of here, like the staircase and this main door? Yes. Um, Is there a way to brace the door from our side? Uh, From your perusing of the room? There's definitely the the dwarven throne uh, built of solid gold. Ulysses would know that this was probably a very heavy throne, and it would take a little bit of effort to move it to lodge against the door. There's also uh, there's also the crates of of goods. Uh, they appear to be pretty heavy to block the door uh, leading into the throne room. There's no door for the staircase, the, so there's no way of blocking that entrance. And you notice there's a couple of, like, lining the walls. There would be cl- near nearest to the door that there are some old chairs. Uh, but as you look at them, you can see that they're kind of old. And the, it appears as though these are the chairs have started to mold and rot away which the four of you do find odd considering everything else within this kingdom seems to have been perfectly preserved not bell talking because bell wouldn't even think twice about it but does any of us need a short or long rest for spell stuff might not be a bad idea would like to rest we can't ulysses do you feel emotionally prepared for what's about to happen Oh, yeah, shit, Ulysses. Are you, like, okay? Yeah, Ulysses, do you need, like, help or something? Did you need a hug? Belle's gonna smack Grey on the arm and be like, your toxic toxic masculinity is not necessary. That sarcasm was perfect. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he he shakes his head, right? Um, he knows that he's the butt of the joke, but uh, he says, um, he kind of mumbles out from under his beard, uh, I've been ready for this for 15 damn years. Um, should we try moving the golden throne to block the door? That was my next question. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah. Want to channel your feelings into some lifting? <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> going to be okay? Yeah. So why don't we move a chair first? <laughs> For no no at all related reason. Let's just let's just lift this really heavy thing together and exert some energy. All right, group lift, all four of us. <laughs> all right, strength checks. This is the day. Yikes. Seven. Seventeen. With a negative one. Some ungodly number. Like Eighteen. 
Oh, I thought it was like 32 or something. No, I just <laughs> rolled a 14. <laughs> we're we're uh, all very strong right now, except for poor Ulysses. He's under a lot of weight himself. Oh. The real golden throne is in his heart. <laughs> um, Belle's going to look at the other side of her coin quickly, and then perhaps we should wait a bit. Just, there's going to be another group of guards coming, right? We could experiment with some of these magical items we have. Maybe change. We could, if we pretend to be some guards again, I mean, it didn't work on the impotent dragonborn, but it might be more effective against bitches. He did mention that he was having a problem procreating, but I don't think... Oh, I was just knows. referring to his battle prowess, but oh, I... Yeah. <laughs> it's a dragonborn incel. Sweetie, I wish, I wish you would have said something before we started mid-moving this thing. They say <laughs> they're all like around this thing and like lifting it up. Except for Ulysses. <laughs> you guys are all moving it. As, as you guys are conversing about the, the potency of, uh, of a half-dragon procreating you finally after about 15 minutes or so with the four of you combined finally you're able to settle the large the the throne against the against the doorway i'm gonna take bell's advice and i'm gonna just sit cross-legged sitting up very straight kind of like a yoga pose um, and pull out that pearl that i found and just look harder at it and try to discern what it is because even though you told me what it was, Adaris doesn't actually know what it is. So feel free to make another arcana check on that. Uh, during this short rest for the four of you, is there anything anybody else would like to be doing currently? Um, are we taking a short rest or a long rest? Short, I think. Short. I don't know if we want to wait here for too long. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think I'll award a short rest. Short. When did we have a long rest last? Back during the shopping episode. Yeah, no, I literally burned all my spells on fighting dogs. Okay. I got a seven arcana check on the pearl. Uh, as you've been deducing more and more, you realize you, you start to think that maybe you can store something in this in this pearl. But it's still drifting out of your mind as you do that lovely pose. <laughs> that lovely thoughtful pose. <laughs> She just looks at it, realizes it's shiny and very pretty. There's something more to it, but she's just too distracted by Ulysses' revelation. She can't handle it. She puts it away. Whoopsie doopsie. <laughs> Mr. Gray, as you're intently staring at your screen, is there anything you would like to be doing during the short rest? Was there any, like, uh, parchment or ink lying around? Uh, nothing around the bookshelves or anything like that. Make a perception check for me, please. Nice. Nine. You do realize there is a bunch of trade goods that have been stolen sitting in a pile that may have some paper. Oh, yeah. We're going to go investigate. This is borrowing. <laughs> so make a investigation check when you get there for me, please. 19. As you're rummaging through, you're able to find, I would say, one inkwell five pieces of parchment paper oh no no i'll say seven i'll give you seven and as you knock over one of the one of the one of the, the large sacks of goods you do notice 
a deck of cards kind of just sitting there on the top of the crate. Oh, yeah, we're just going to pocket that. <laughs> uh, so you can add the a deck of illusions with 25 cards to your inventory. Sure. Oh, yeah, we'll it's just pocket. Like, like I said, like as he's just looking through, like he'll just spot and he just probably thinks it's like a regular deck of cards. I'm like, oh, sure, I can always use another deck. Player Jessica just had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. Adaris is not knows nothing. So after after he's done rummaging through, he's gonna make a quick map of everywhere he's gone so far in this place. Okay, make an intelligence check for me, please. Fourteen. You're able to make a quick rudimentary uh sketch. Sorry, sixteen. Okay. It's a it's a fairly fairly good sketch now of the kingdom as you've traveled through it. Uh, Adar, you're just meditating, looking at your Pearl of Power. Yeah, just hanging out. If So once the pearls, nothing's happening. If there's enough time, I guess I'd go look at the chairs in the mold, because I'm kind of nature-y. And yeah, see if, if they, maybe they picked up the mold somewhere instead of it being natural. Sure, you can make a nature check for that. Ooh. 22. 21, sorry. You begin to realize that they're just normal chairs uh, that for some reason have not fallen under the this magic that has kind of placed this whole entire kingdom into a, a stasis-like state. And you feel a, a breeze coming down the stairwell and are able to deduce from that that possibly... Uh, then the air that is able to circulate throughout this room and back up is possibly ca causing the mold uh, on the chairs. Kind of like we're close to outside. Yes. Ulysses... I let the team know they think we're on the edge of this magical circle. Uh, Ulysses, what are you doing during your short rest? Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, last session, did you say that there was a, a ledger, like, kicking around? Is that right? Did I remember that correctly? I thought, I thought there was a ledger in the room. I could be mistaken. Yeah, there was a ledger with the, with the trade goods. That's right. So uh, he, I think he's going to look at the ledger to see if there was, like, any instructions of where these were going to, coming from, anything like that. You do see. In, I just procedurally generate it. So, go ahead. You do see in large, bold text, kind of written in like this almost childish scrawl, like illiterate kind of person who's just learning their letters. Stormview, kind of as the final destination for these goods. The final destination is Stormview. Huh. Um, he, uh, ledger in hand, he turns to his comrades and says, um, I believe these crates were destined to go to my hometown, which, if you were paying attention... I thought she destroyed it. It was, it's a decimated town. The only thing was, only thing left was my lighthouse. So why is that it going makes... there? I don't know. Maybe something's going on. Yes, very peculiar. We should probably well. go ask her. Belle's going to move out to the room before this, the one that had the beds and the tr and I where people were sleeping. And she's going to see if she... Okay, dear. 
Make a strength check for me, please. Oh, right. Never mind. <laughs> we did barricade the door. Never mind. Make a quick strength. <laughs> well, no, because she's not going to do it I if know. it's barricaded. I know. I know. Just lifts it up with one hand. <laughs> Anything you want to be doing other than going up in the other room. Keep in mind, you guys can roll hit dice if you want to recover HP and stuff like that. All the talk of marriage and stuff, she's probably going to be giving, like... Maybe she'll kind of walk up to Gray and kind of give him like a friendly like tap with the shoulder, like nudge with the shoulder, and kind of give him like an apologetic look before just going back to the throne, sitting on the throne all lazy style and <laughs> playing with the coin for a bit. Gray says nothing of the incident, but will just continue busily drawing his map. Uh, so with that. About, I would say, half hour, 45 minutes passes. The four of you, having finished up your short rest, have only one exit. So with that, you slowly make your way, well not slowly, you make your way at a, at a regular pace now. I, anybody want to be stealthing? Marching order, anything like that? Do you want me to go up the stairs first to see if I can get up there pretty quietly and scout ahead? Heck yes. I never like when you do that, but perhaps it would be best. 27. Alrighty. Uh, you start to move silently up the staircase, uh, your three companions following behind. As you're making your way up, Gray, you can easily discern that the bandits lug, led by Kurgug have been moving the stolen goods through this route. Uh, at the very edges of the stairwells, along the walls, you can see that there's a lot of dust uh, but in the middle, you can you do notice that they've been traveling probably in twos or threes up and down the stairs regularly. Anything else you'd like to be doing as you're progressing forward, Gray? Nope. Uh, well, I just want to be listening for sounds up ahead. Okay, make a perception check for me, please. Nice. 11. You do, as you get about three quarters of the way up the stairwells, stairwell, Sorry. You do catch the faint smell of campfire smoke coming from above, wafting kind of into the room at the end of the stairwell. But you also catch the faint click of something. Make a dexterity saving throw for me, please. Uh, you see, at least it wasn't like clicking monsters or something. I was like, no, not those things. Nice. Nailed it. One. <laughs> it doesn't matter what else with the modifier it's a one you hear a shh that click and then glance off to the side quick enough to see a spear come out of the wall and impale itself below your knee and you take eight points of piercing damage oh be like through clenched teeth right yank it out bell's gonna run forward at that Make a dexterity saving throw for me, please. Sure. I'm wonderful with that. Oh, wow. I'm wonderful with that. 21. <laughs> you rush forward blindly as you've watched your husband and companion for these years. Get impaled by a spear coming out of the wall. Somehow, as you're so focused on your husband, you still are able to hear the audible click of another trap going off. And look in time to see another spear come out of the wall, and you artfully dodge off to the side, 
continue running up to your your gray. What would you like to do when you get to him? Put pressure on the rune. And kind of give him, like, what the fuck look. Okay, make a medicine check for me, please. Ten. Ten? Um, as you're putting pressure on the wound, you still... You haven't stopped it completely, and there's still some blood kind of running over your fingers and such. But other than that, you feel good for helping. I will uh, also pull out my one of the normal potions I have and hand it to him. Okay. Ulysses, Adar, anything you two are doing as you're watching this unfold from behind? As I see them get smucked and these two spears come out of the wall, I'm going to look for traps before I get anywhere close to them as I approach. Make an investigation check for me, please. I'm like poking the ground with my walking stick. Uh, investigation. Unnatural 20. You're able to see uh, from where Bell had stepped and from where Gray had stepped that there is like a discolored uh, foot pl uh, plate in, in the stairwells itself. And it appears as though there is one more right in front of you and Ulysses. I kind of uh, look back at Ulysses without saying anything and just kind of motion for him to step off to the side. And I'm just going to trip it with my um, quarterstaff and stay out of, like, try to stay out of as the you, As you trip it with your staff, you just watch as two spears just kind of come out of both of the walls and just slam into each other, breaking uh, shards of wood and metal, kind of not showering the two of you, but like splintering up into the air. Uh, with that, the stairwell has been cleared of the traps. What would the four of you like to do? Gray, you still feel still feel like you can keep sneaking ahead, or um, Belle's gonna give her a dirty look at even suggesting that. I'm gonna. I drank down my potion. I feel a little bit better. The wound has closed for the most part, and he's gonna give us a quick nod as he's like clenched his teeth in pain and continue making his way up. This time, also looking for traps on the way up. All right, make a quick investigation check for me, please. All right, uh, 13. You're able to, to notice now that there's no more uh, footplates that trip off this these spear traps. It appears as though all three traps have been tripped. And with that, you make your way up into a, a stone keep kind of area. Uh, this is a large gathering hall is what you've made your way up into. And you can see just outside the door a campfire burning. Okay. Um, is it, how far is the campfire from this stairway? It's about 120 feet. As you've looked out towards the campfire, though, you don't really see anyone or anything around the campfire. How, um, is the campfire look recent or does it look like it's kind of at the uh, last legs of its perception check for me, Ulysses, please? Seven. You can see, even from this distance, that it's a, a, a roaring uh, campfire. Um, more oranges than reds than blues currently. You do notice from this distance that it appears to be three different kettles and one large pot uh, cooking over uh, the campfire. I feel like people would want to return to that, right? Belle's going to clear the distance between her and Grey. And then ready her sword. Okay. Adar. Adar 
just keeps her quarterstaff out and um, is going to head up to where Gray and her are as well and perhaps start to kind of enter or look into the room. Uh, yeah, Dar, when you look in the room, you kind of see the same thing with your passive perception being what it is. Catch the faint smell of some sort of vegetable stew coming out of the large cook pot. It seems like just a kitchen? We didn't encounter this many people below, so they must be further ahead. It's not exactly fire safety. It's a cave. Can't burn down a cave. Well, like you could, but... You can burn a, a stew, however. I've burned many of them. Alright, so, so with that, Gray kind of looks at his compatriots. He's like, shall we try blending in? As he puts on his hood. Adaris flips up her hood. Belle looks down at her glowing sword and smoking armor <laughs> and go like, uh, and she'll just put up her hood. Ulysses uses his uh, hat of disguise to change into one of the uh, fellas that was in the first room before the fight with Kyrgog. Alrighty. Uh, how would the uh, four? Is that, yeah, can I do of that? Of course. You, you've seen that figure before. Uh, it, it was a human. Uh, so you, the three of you, uh, Belle, Gray, and Adario, watch as Ulysses kind of fashions the silly-looking hat into onto his head and, and thinks quickly for a second, and then you just watch as his form shifts just enough to look like one of the bandits. Looks as though there should be some sour odor emanating from his body and such as he begins to look a little more dirty and disheveled than what he did. Uh, and as he kind of takes on the appearance of one of the bandits you had encountered through the kingdom. Anyone with a perception above five can literally see ideas just swarm in Belle's eyes at this prospect. I'm going to poke Ulysses just to see, like, you know, just do my eyes deceive me. Uh, uh, Ulysses lets out a little, like, Ulysses grumble? Huh. Yeah. The one who hates magic, that's a neat trick. Yeah, well, it's a dumb hurt. Uh, all right, with that, how would the four of you like to proceed? I just go into the room. Boldly. Yes. Like we yeah. own the place. <laughs> yeah. So you guys make your way into this into the stone keep. Uh, you catch the faint whiffs of fresh air. Uh, Adar, you get the sensation of the magic, the stasis magic uh, of the kingdom itself kind of dissipating. As you look out the doorway, you do see the, the cook fire blazing away. Um, you see a figure kind of make its way out of the darkness, kind of mumbling to themselves, and then they sit down around the campfire. Not looking into the room of the building that the, the four of you are in, paying no heed. Adaris is going to walk up with her hood and her staff and go sit right by the fire as if it was completely normal. Okay. Anyone else doing anything? Belle will join her. I think Ulysses isn't too far behind. All right. Gray? You're going to follow along. As the four of you sit down around the campfire, you see the familiar figure of Leander with his furs and such around him. He takes stock of the three of you and then looks a little at Ulysses and kind of questions, where's your, where's your, where's your cranky friend? Never mind that. What the heck are you doing here? Me? Oh, I travel. The four of you know this. I figured this would be a, a grand place for a reunion. And with that, you look over to see that your wagon, along with your two horses, 
has been brought along. Sorry, who was Leander again? He was the one that we met at the lighthouse. He had tea. Yeah. He was... You conveniently show up, kind of... How the heck did you unearth the wagon, find the horses, and bring all of it up here? Mm, no. Adara stands up. She's not standing up aggressively. It's more of like a... Def- like, she doesn't feel good sitting down. She feels uneasy. She's standing up. All right. Belle's looking at him, but she's kind of like glancing down at her coin every once in a while and kind of like questioning it because this seems like right in the right bag of tricks. All right. Great. Unperturbed will take Adara's seat. Okay. So he's he is fooled by the hat, right? So he failed his intelligence check. Is that right? Um. Maybe. Or I guess you can't tell me that, but like, so as far as I'm, as far as Ulysses is concerned, he's fooled. Currently, yes. Okay. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know if he's got it in him to act like somebody else, but um, he's not saying anything. Uh, clearly skeptical and still standing like Ulysses stands, <laughs> arms crossed, like anybody who could understand his body language could clearly point him out in a in a lineup <laughs> uh with that as grace it's down as bell is st- sitting and staring at her coin it's a dark i will say it's bell? only gonna take a moment before she like flips her coin and looks at it and then breaks out into a huge smile and says so tea <laughs> all right uh ulysses as you're standing there uh i believe yes standing uh, Leander, like, of course, and he taps the, the one kettle with tea in it. He taps another one. Oh, this one has coffee for your cranky friend, and he kind of now winks towards Ulysses. And then there's this one over here has got some hot chocolate, and there's some nice, lovely vegetable stew. And if your cranky friend was here and would like, he pulls up this big plate of cold meats and cheese and sets it down on kind of one of the, one of the stumps he's kind of set up as a table. Now, if you kindly sit down and enjoy a meal we can we can have can we can converse about how i may be here with with the wagon and your lovely horses well, i'm pouring well, coffee for myself already and i was gonna i'm pouring coffee for him if he's in for it bell will proceed to just combine all three in her cup <laughs> mm-hmm. um adaris is full nope uh, she's pretty <laughs> distrustful of people in general, and this has got so many red flags that she's just completely uneasy. Um, she's just standing off to the side, eyeing him up, and yeah, no. Okay, make an insight check then. I was gonna say, can she kind of try and suss out what the hell? <coughs> Seems That's a sus. natural twenty. So natural twenty. It's a yeah. twenty-three with my insight. Yeah, awesome roll. Uh, with that, you do know it to be Leander. After further investigation, you do uh, the stew, the tea, the coffee, the hot chocolate all have are just regular, regular beverages. But you and Gray both realize that the season has been kind of changing. Whereas you went in during the summer months, you've now it appears as though the 
early days of Western Mark, uh, the fall season of Galandoria is slowly beginning to show. Bring on the realization that somewhere in your travels throughout Huglodar that it appears as though the party is lost three weeks, even though it appeared as though more of a three days or so that you'd spent within the kingdom yourself. Um, I'm also just going to note, Belle is going to, like, kind of quickly, friendly, like, jokingly just take uh, Gray's coffee and take a sip before handing it back and with a kiss on the cheek. Is that to check if it's poison or not? Sure, make constitution saving throw. Eleven. Are you a connoisseur of all things hot beverages? I should have asked this long before. Yes. She is like, she's that person who her bag is like, there's two pairs of clothes and the rest is just various teas and cocos and like, yeah. You do not taste any traces of poison whatsoever. It is a lovingly brewed cup of coffee. All right. And then she'll just give him a happy smile, kind of being like, it's good. Gray's just going to make mental note of the fact that the season just seems wrong, but make no mention of it. And uh, I think her response to try to cover up that she was looking for poison is going to be just to be like, yep, plain coffee still tastes gross. Oh, and I'm going to sample some of the meats and cheese as well, because, of course, why wouldn't you sample some of the meats and cheese? Uh, as Adara's like going into quiet apoplexy in the back. <laughs> she'll, she'll slowly and very quietly grab a little bit of stew just because the change in season concerns her and she feels okay but she suddenly realizes that she might be hungry so she has a small amount of stew but she does not talk and she's not her eyes are not leaving the wagon leander that area she's got not turning her back to that at all and uh i give some whiskey over to uh ulysses because i know that he's in for that some dwarven spirits uh with that as you're handing him that. Leander looks back over towards the car. Oh, I actually did bring some more of the more potent beverages with me, yes. Uh, and Miss Adar, to answer your question on how I got here, well, I heard through my friends in the forest that the four of you may have taken the task of securing the, the road from the crossroads into into Glimmer itself, so I was a little intrigued. As I set out to see if I could discover your tracks, our friend in the lighthouse reappeared. That itself was odd, so I made my way there. What was even more odd was that the door was open. He hadn't sent word through our forest friends that he needed any goods and such, which... I found odd, so I made my way to the tower. He was in his normal spot, sitting around his his altar, as he seemed very ab absorbed with it. I had to clear my voice a few times. Absent-mindedly, he looked up from what he was doing, realizing that I had made my way to his tower and made my way into his door, into his dorm. I found it odd as normally he summons me he looked to me thankful that I had joined him and said that some 
power ancient power itself may have been discovered or woken um and he had a hint of concern to his voice he said it was in a fallen kingdom that I know that possibly my new friends that I sent back to Glimmer to help with some troubling matters may have discovered it. And with that, he kind of looks around at the four of you. We might have. You can tell this place is magical, even if you're not inept, adept of the arts. I'm sure you can feel a strange vibe, but... We haven't awoken anything. If anything, we sent warnings for people not to. You sent warnings? What kind of warnings? I don't know. Seemed evil. Or powerful at the very least. Which, generally the same thing. There's a big jewel? He said briefly, some chamber may have been unlocked, but had been relocked and sealed. And he was curious if anyone had may have gone into the kingdom itself, other than the ne'er-do-wells that have been using it as a transport way. Well, we definitely have. We did discover something, but we did lock it back up, as I am all too familiar with the power of magic and the chaos it can, it can unleash, if not wielded correctly. Oh, that is, that's very, uh, very good. That's good to hear. I appreciate that, as do others, I, I believe. Um, can your cranky friend take off that silly hat, please? Yeah, you see he uh, slowly takes the hat off and puts it away. <laughs> ah, there he is. I missed you, my friend, and he hands you over the plate of meat and cheese. Okay. Um, yeah, he. I think he he accepts the the gift, um, knowing that, trusting that his friend's insight was sound. Um, he uh, doesn't take a seat immediately, but uh, is now standing closer, a little more trusting, possibly. Um, but he's still remaining silent. All right. And with that, Leander, after he's given you the plate of meat and cheese, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, he looks around at the four of you and says, so after that meeting about three weeks and a few days ago, I set forth to find your trail. I found the ambush site. Uh, you, the four of you did a very wonderful job. Very appreciative of the way that you treated the ones who have been a bane on the on the path i do appreciate as do others of the forest the the civility that you showed by giving them a proper send-off with the uh, as i found the remains of the pyre i do have to ask though as i followed your pathway along the river into the waterfall. Do you know what happened to those poor goblins that their bodies were kind of strewn along the riverside? No idea. Make a perception check, please. 18. 
Anyone else have any other responses? Adara smirks ever so slightly, but it's really minimal. <laughs> I want to uh, look. I, I'd like to. Um, I want to roll insight, but I want to see if this guy's asking leading questions. Like, does he know what happened? Okay, yeah, you can make an insight check. Perhaps they fell in. Make Eight. a deception check, Gray. 25. Okay. All right. Ulysses, your insight roll. Eight. Um, you're very unsure what he knows and what he doesn't know. Uh, and you, while watching your father question people from time to time, you're unsure where his questions are leading to. Adaris, you chose to smirk a little bit. That's okay. Uh, Bell, as you, as your quick response comes out, Leander looks at you, nods, but Gray, as you've so said, uh, he kind of believes you. And with that, he continues on with the conversation. Well, goblins tend to find ways of falling into rivers and not being able to swim, so it's plausible. You think they'd set up lessons or something? Some sort of children's class? <laughs> with that, Leander kind of laughs. Ah. <sighs> Adar, Ulysses, will you please join us by the fire? Be a little more comfortable for you. I go sit cross-legged by the fire. Ulysses? Why should I? <laughs> oh, with that, Leander chuckles where, to himself. Where did she sit in regard to where Belle is? Uh, she would probably sit on the probably beside you because for a variety of reasons Belle's gonna kind of just place her shield a little bit so it's in between her and Leander just to give her at least the idea of protection or just to make sure that she knows that Belle's offering it like when a cat cat hides behind a pillow to feel safe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but she's gonna do it super subtly like it's just like Adaris accepts (laughs) Uh, to get back to how I got here so, after about that couple of days of scouting, I made my way back to where you had stowed your horses and wagon. Decided the four of you may need this. And while I couldn't bring it through the kingdom, and, and I really don't like spending much time in Hugladar, I decided I'd make my way around. So I followed the roadway. No, I was a little more safe for a single traveler with his wagons of goods or perceived goods to make his way up and around so I found my way traveling the long way around it takes about two weeks or so to make my way to this part of the kingdom and I do so love the view and he points out and you can see that uh, the river flows over a waterfall and such I do like to camp over there at the very edge of the plateau did a few calculations and some thoughts. Decided now would probably 
be about the time the four of you made your way out, and here I am. The beginnings of Western Mark starting to show comfortably around a campfire, waiting for my friends. You have to forgive our unease, but we were definitely expecting someone else at the top here. Ah, yes. Ah, understandable. I mean, you've spent some time battling bandits throughout a fallen kingdom, and they have been using this route to travel. But I think for the most part, we're safe for now. Yeah, but Gray's just like kind of taking it all in because he's trying to wrap his mind around the fact that he seems to have lost track of a lot of time. And somebody's okay. telling this very yeah. So he's, he's like, he's just processing everything. Uh, so I think he's going to move closer to the fire as if he's now contemplating sitting by it uh, and says, um, Mr. Leander, right? Uh, correct. We were only in that kingdom for what felt like three days. You're telling us we lost three weeks? It was not fall time when we entered. And we weren't even having fun. He looks around and looks at Adar, looks at, looks at Grey. I believe your more perceptive friends can help me, you know, confirm that, yes, you had spent three weeks down there. It seems to be, according to everything that I'm seeing, everything I'm feeling from living outside, it does seem like it's, the season is changing, which is very strange. Can and I knowing the nature of the kingdom, as well as the room you unlocked with the large magical orb you may have slowed time for the four of you when you were within that chamber it kind of makes you question the effects and yourself even though with the being that you are you know to trust your arcana more than your history knowledge he interstellared us i yeah, I'm like, I kind of agree, and I just, I, there's a momentary pause as Adara's kind of puzzled this stuff out. We lost some time. I'm happy that you found our horses and were able to feed them, because that could have been devastating. My big concern is that the person we we're pursuing at the top of this mountain is perceivably, potentially long gone. Are you aware of this mistress or this witch that was head of these bandits? We can suitably say that the bandits within the cave won't be a bother to anyone anymore. But this person concerns us greatly. I've heard of one to the north. In some village or city that they may have played a hand in the downfall of. Calling herself the Widow, who has been using... And now, this is all rumors but has been using these bandits to steal goods to help her more nefarious plot of moving her goods as trade goods mingled within the goods the bandits are stealing from Wimborn to this place called Stormfall, I think. Uh, I've also heard rumors that she... Uh, had him her employee who looked after the this this kingdom one half dragon 
and she had promised him ways to procreate, but it also bestowed some thing upon him that slowly caused him to turn gray? Possibly rot from the inside out? I, I can't comment on that unless you guys can inform me. Yeah, Ulysses removes the locket and hands it over to him. You mean this? Leander takes it, kind of opens it up, shrugs. Yeah, that's a that's a very beautiful, fairly beautiful woman. I have not traveled far north in many a year, so everything I know is purely rumor and happenstance of knowledge I've gathered from my friends within the forest. Adaris puts her hand out to just see the locket for a minute. Can I do an Arcana check on it to see if it's yeah, going to rot Ulysses? He hands it over. Sure. It's a natural two, which becomes a five. Uh, to you, it looks like a locket. It's magic. I hand it back. Would you let us? Would you let us roll another one if I handed her the ring? Uh, yeah. Okay, so of he hands course. over his wedding band. Adaris is so careful and touches it. That's a twenty-one. Uh, you do pick up a faint essence of magic on the ring, uh, and then the locket glows a little bit, but you're unsure of what magic may be imbued upon this ring and the locket itself. Belle's going to use Divine Sense. Okay. Just kind of looking at our companion. Companion? Or companions? Magical items? What would you like to be? How narrow would you like your... Companions. You, with your Divine Sense... You do see, as you start to scan, you do see kind of a faint glow around Leander himself, around the locket, around the ring, and then you notice your friend with her little Firefox kind of glowing a little bit as well. Uh, so Leander's glowing? Leander has a glow around him. Because it's not detect magic, so that means he's... Okay, so that's just going to reaffirm what she's already decided in her head. And, like, kind of rubber coin again and put it back in her pocket. Can I tell what type, though? Sorry. Can I tell what type of sense it is? If it's, like, the Celestial Fiend or um, Fae? Or does I just know it's something? You would know it to be uh, Celestial Okay. Yeah, so she just has her previously idea in her head already just affirmed. And I can't get any sense of, like, what the alignment is, good or evil. No, you don't. Alrighty. So while we're sitting here and we're all thinking and looking around, um, once I've figured out what's going on with the magic and I notice the items are magic, I give them back to Ulysses and I kind of give him like a concerned look and handle them very carefully, trying to just convey to him mm -hmm. something's up. Yeah, he. So why? I was gonna say he takes them back uh, and puts puts the chain back of the ring back around his neck. And Belle kind of has the opposite effect. She suddenly looks more relaxed. So Leander, what? 
we appreciate your help because clearly our issues lie elsewhere. But what has your interest in us so piqued? Our my friend in in the lighthouse. He would have liked me to check up on the four of you, see how uh, you fared throughout your travels through Hoglodar. As such, to see if you had brought anything damaging out from the kingdom. He says, kind of trying to find the right words as you start, the four of you start to realize that he has not conversed with with people as much as uh, in the last while. He, this is something that's new for him as he seems to have been spending more and more time in his, in the wild. Well, the only thing we're bringing out is trade goods, ideally, and thankfully we have a wagon. So it seems like our path is going to take us to Glimmer to get rid of these, but it seems perhaps Ulysses needs to take a trip home? I don't know. Now, you... Um, are, you had mentioned a, a place called Stormfall. Are Stormfall and Stormview related? Yes, they would be related and could be Leander himself. You get the idea from him saying that everything he has gathered about the widow and and where she is currently located is... Uh, second, third, fourth hand knowledge that he's been gathering to him. Uh, So I would be comfortable in saying that your distrustful nature uh, at times, especially I believe with this subject itself, you would connect the two as possibly Stormfall and Stormview main may be the same location. He may have just misspoke or, or got the name wrong or something. Uh, okay. Yes. And because Gray hasn't said much of anything. Gray, is there anything you would like to add to all of this? No, like I said, he's just kind of processing. He's just kind of taking it all in and, you know, kind of like, because he kind of guessed what, what had happened because there's assuming because he assumed that everything the guy is saying was correct and that means he knew that they had to have run into something in there and there's only one thing they ran into that was weird alrighty so he's just like kind of thinking he's just like right now he's just kind of thinking it over with that Leander looks at the four of you I believe we should spend the night we should relax Uh, you four look as though you a little shocked from the loss of time uh a little battle wary as well and i think we should discuss some of the options i think may be beneficial to the four of you does that sound fair ulysses crosses his arms <clears throat> gray adaris bell i heard a sure i'm not sure who it was as i was looking at my notes that was adaris adaris, adaris just nodded and said sure okay. she feels more secure behind the shield of her beefier friend okay and bell gray gray's gonna take another cup of coffee here and pour and it's like of course i could always go for a i can go for a quick snooze as he like drinks it back <laughs> bell's gonna give the political i'm open to options <laughs> uh with that uh, uh leander's like oh, i'll be right back it's up goes over the wagon, brings back a large cask of uh, ale, 
and a large cask of Dwarven Spirits, both brand it with the Salty Dog seal on them, and produces more meat and more cheese. Uh, tastes a bit of the vegetable stew. Oh, just right. And starts dishing out the vegetable stew, starts handling, handing it around, and himself starts to eat in earnest. Uh, anything you, the four of you would like to be doing during the meal break? Yeah, Ulysses is elbow deep in these meats and cheeses. <laughs> <laughs> Has in um, Bell's past or Bell and Gray's time, have they ever come across anyone else like an Azimir or something that would trigger that type of celestial response? No. Okay. Uh, Gray's going to take out that deck of cards he found and like just like take them out and start shuffling and start like, you know, just having a look at them to see what kind of cards he just pilfered. As you start shuffling through them, Leander kind of looks at you and, uh, son, I would be careful with those. And this is the most earnest you've ever seen him. That will immediately turn to see what he's doing. Shuffling a deck of cards looks completely normal. And he's gonna like, he'll he'll pause and he'll like, kind of look at the cards and kind of look at him. He's like, "How come?" As they, like he like carefully puts the cards together and stows them away. As you're looking at them, are you pulling one at all? Well, I had I pulled the whole deck just to like have a look at them. Like I was just like but shuffling. Are you physically pulling a card at all? From the deck. If he tries, Bell's gonna try to stop. Oh. oh no 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 Bell. Sorry. This is him shuffling the cards and Leander mentioning to him No no be like, careful with them. Yeah, so if I was shuffling the cards and he said to be careful, no no no. I uh oh, I okay. tucked them all together. Yeah, I'm not gonna he's not gonna pull one card out after he told him to be careful. Okay, so with that you never really caught a glimpse of any of the of the faces on the card at all. You did not pull any of the cards. So uh, currently heeding your friend's warning. You put your deck of cards away. Then he goes back to his normal whimsical nature of a person who spends the most majority of his time in nature itself. And as he's like eating his vegetable stew, he kind of starts kind of talking around and at times forgetting where he is, that he's actually with four other beings that converse. You can see that as he starts kind of to try to talk, you see some of the vegetable stew kind of trickling down his chin and such like that. Um, you can tell that uh, the mindless rambling is grating on Ulysses. Uh, and then eventually he's going to cut him off mid-sentence and ask uh, about the fella in the tower. Um, you had mentioned that you were friends with this tower lighthouse person. What can you tell us about them uh he is more of an observer of such uh he's curious about the happenings within the world he is a lover of balance and things that and he's pausing and he's trying to decide how he wants to portray his next few words he is one that would like to see the world continue along its path. Path. Hmm. But, uh, yes. And after the pause, and then Ulysses kind of humming at himself, quickly changes the subject. The way, the way I see it, there's three, three paths the four of you can follow. Shall we maybe talk of those? Yes. <laughs> of course. You're friends with someone who seems to have much more wisdom than we do. 
and we seem to be on we're slightly caught off our footing here so i guess we would appreciate some help full disclosure i don't take advice well how about we just terminate his conversation then i do do that well i believe that the task you were given was to deliver any of the pilfered cargo that you've discovered to Wimborne. I believe that's why I brought the cart and horses to you. And what I've heard from my brief stop in Glimmer. Yes, we were supposed to bring the goods and the cart to the other end of the trade route once we'd gotten rid of the bandits. Ah, so yes, I, I believe you'd be safe for the four of you. Uh, with my aid, I'll, I'll help. Uh, if we were to... Um, did you find any goods? Yeah, we found a whole room of them... And we managed to bury the goods that you had found. I believe those ones will be fine that you have left. Uh, but if you had found any within the kingdom itself, I believe we can uh, spend the morning tomorrow packing up the cart. And with that, uh, the four of you can take them on into Wimborne. Understood. And the other option, you could return to Glimmer. And if these rumors of rot are true uh, and if we, that half dragon below uh, is that are they did you encounter one we did but not for very long we didn't have a long conversation if you will so you were smart and ran he was he's currently indisposed so you ran he was sliced in half Looks over at Ulysses, Ulysses like nice side glance, and then looks the other way. Okay, so Gray, you look gave side glance to Ulysses and then looked away. Bell, what were you going to say? Um, Bell will say Ulysses was very impressive. Oh, I see. So the body lies below. Yes, we didn't move it. That's correct. Well, then the second option would be uh, we return below. I'll investigate the body and such. If this curse, if this rot has taken over Kurgug, as I have heard, I believe then that I shall take the goods after we've loaded them in the wagon into warm Wimborne uh, for the four of you. And uh, my cleric friend back in the village of Glimmer, I believe he'll be able to give you some knowledge. So it would be about a four-day travel, five-day travel. And with that, having... Then he looks the four of you and looks directly at Ulysses. But I believe this plague seems to be sweeping south from the north. And... This is a plague. A plague. I have a plan. We should self-isolate the people effective. And social distance. Solved. Ah, that may work. We can spread word of that. <laughs> PSA, COVID PSA. Uh, <laughs> wear your masks oh. over your nose. Wear your mask. <laughs> Wash your hands. Hang out with your just hands. your fam jam. Back to the game. So, be um, so because the half-dragon wasn't wearing a mask or social distancing, because Belle did not social distance, she broke his bubble so hard. Um... <laughs> with poison damage so this plague we haven't really heard much about it until you've mentioned it with this dragon apparently so perhaps we could try to stop it at the source might be a good idea but I'm open to what other options you, you think we have as well 
I believe that was the, the thought I was exploring. Um, and if you should choose to travel north, after we have loaded the goods in the wagon, I will once again take the wagons into, into Windborn. Uh, should there be any magical items and such that uh, one more knowledgeable in it uh, than I have, I have a friend who will, a half-elven friend who will take custodianship and leave them untouched should, uh, should we choose this route. And I will inform her that the four of you will be returning for said cargo. Uh, the other cargo I will deliver as promised to Baras to the tradesman that it was bound for. I believe if we choose that route, that will be the most beneficial and, and he tries to find the right wording, appropriate means to store such things. So my friends, you have three options. Or whatever your hearts may desire, before you, I believe. Okay, uh, Jared, uh, could you give us like an ABC quickly, like a, a recap of what our options are? Option A is to load up the goods, uh, including the Highwind goods, and take them into Wimborne, as was your task given by Baras. Uh, also, I believe Flea, not Flea, sorry, I apologize, Bell... Uh, had set up some sort of deal with Grump to sell some potions along the way and spread word of, of his business. Uh, option B would be going back down into Huglodar, loading up the wagon with the goods, Leander quick, taking a quick inspection of Kurgug, and, and the four of you returning either across land or through Huglodar to Glimmer to speak with Dramil, the cleric that found Ulysses washed up on the shore at the beginning of our adventure. And uh, the third option would be striking out a crossed land, heading straight towards the north as an arrow uh, to investigate the source of the plague and the widow herself. So do I get the, like I said, like, he's being pretty helpful to us here, right? Because like he's been kind of going through this and he's like, hmm. So I guess the real question is, is how come you're so keen to, as Gray says, as like, he's, on his, he's on his third cup of coffee here because he, he doesn't turn down coffee. It's like, so how come you're being so helpful to us then? You four have proven yourselves to be allies as such, and I help my friends. Mr. DM, because Bell would definitely look and be paying attention for it. He hasn't said anything or is wearing anything to indicate that he might be initiated, lack of a better word. Initiated into what? Um, she doesn't want to have should I take, should I take my headphones hold on, off? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Headphones off, headphones <laughs> off, everyone. Bell stuff, like. Uh, correct. Okay, and she would have been able to pick up on that, so she doesn't tell anything. Okay. Um. Do I get the feeling that he... So I, I obviously am getting the idea he's not being entirely forthcoming. Is he trying to do I get the feeling that he's like gonna lead us astray? Uh, make an insight check. Because I know he's not giving the full story, but he's resolved to not know that. <clears throat> well, that was that was still okay. That was a 
16. You do... Sorry, 19. You do get the impression, sensation, gut feeling that, yes, he has been completely honest, fair, and legitimately wants to help the four of you. So, in return, what would you like? Me? Me? Well, I've, I've noticed that uh, in business they say something for something. Oh, I'm not a businessman or a Franklin, as I believe I was named on our first meeting. No, no. No, no. I do not require any assistance. Adaris looks to Ulysses. What do you want to do? I'm a man of my word. If I said I'd get these crates back, I think that's what I'd like to do. I don't think the witch is going anywhere. And if she is, I don't think she's going to avoid me for much longer. So in game talk or out game talk, options A or B, I think. (laughs) (laughs) So not running straight toward the absolute imminent possible destruction. That's right. Yeah. So, I knew it. Hundred so, percent. I knew it. If you said anything else about, about else apart from that, I would have been so disappointed. But he stuck to it. I like that. I want to do C, but I can't do C because I've got a stick in the mud. That's the thing is, Adaris wouldn't go avenge somebody else's love betrayal. Nope. So, but she will follow you. So, you've you've all been, despite how interesting, you've all turned out to be. And I feel like we don't know each other very well yet, but I would follow you and I do want to try to help set some of this right. I would also be fine to go and deliver these packages. We've been gone for so long. It'd be nice to touch back with the world and get perhaps an update on what's happening before we start off on something a little bit more risky, but I do ultimately think we need to stop this plague, but more information could be good. Can I get an imppression of what Gray wants just by looking at him and our history of oh, knowing each you other? Oh, you instantly know that he would prefer option C. Okay, I but would, will... But you would also know that he would be up for option C if we got preparations first. Just saying, like, that's your gut instinct. Belle will flip her coin... Grab it. Roll your percentile die. I can try and see if I can perceive what the other side of this coin is. Sure. Make a perception check. Ooh, and that 20. 22. Wow. One. Ulysses, even with your net 20, all you notice is uh, now, you know, um, you are able to notice a point down triangle containing a swirl of mist. And that is what you see when it lands. Um, a triangle, a down-facing triangle with a swirl of mist in it? Sorry, I've never rolled this one before, so I need to actually look. Uh, it lands with the symbol, with that symbol showing. Um, so she's going to kind of look up and say that um, I think wiser minds than ours would much rather us pursue your broken heart, Ulysses. And then pop her coin back into, like, her pocket on her. I guess she doesn't have a jacket coat, so just kind of pop back in her. After Belle says that, Gray will speak of saying, hmm, fixing a broken heart is a worthy endeavor. So two votes A, two votes C? We could sleep on it 
and see how we feel in the morning. Yes, you did mention a lo- you did mention some rest, and perhaps that's a worthy measure. Uh, yes, yeah, I'll take a long rest. Belle will kind of make a note just to say that the divine rarely change their minds on these things. With that, you can all take a long rest, and we shall say thank you. We hope everyone's staying safe for listening to a very roleplay-heavy edition of Myth and Mockery.